The name of the author of a 16th century political treatise called The Prince is these days used as an insult or used in a tone of grudging admiration, Machiavellian, cunning, duplicitous, sinister, manipulative, unscrupulous, the ends justifying the means. Niccolò di Bernardo de Machiavelli is who Daniel McLaughlin wants to talk about today with a general election in our sights on account of the fact, perhaps, that Machiavelli has been called the father of modern philosophy and political science. Uh, Kira Daniel. Morning, Kim. Do you think he is, was? Well, he's, he's the father of modern political theory. Is he? Because what he's doing in The Prince is something that seems very normal to us. He is um, trying to think about politics by looking at different societies and throughout different time periods and seeing what happens and trying to figure out if he can derive universal principles about the way politics works from doing this. And that was completely different to the way... It's different to the way many people think about politics today, and almost everybody thought about politics prior to that, which was to think in moral terms about, you know, how do we how do we get the good people running things, or what, what does a, a sort of a, a good political system look like? And, and Machiavelli thought, um, if we look at politics carefully enough and if we put morality aside we see that um politics tends to be dominated by kind of these these people that are now called the machiavellian leader people who are ambitious and ruthless and often deceitful and for machiavelli that that kind of puts constraints on on what you can actually do in politics so was he saying look looking around me i can see what works and what works is ruthlessness or was he saying, this is the way you have to be to be effective? I mean, he's, he's kind of saying both. Lots of people, there's 400 years of arguments about what right. exactly Machiavelli is saying. Um, so his, his book or is... Or was ref- he, I mean, it could be satire. Well, that's, that's certainly uh, a popular interpretation, is that, um, and the, the, there's a... A contested quote from a letter that Machiavelli may or may not have written in which he says, yes, this is a satire of what our political leaders are like. Because there was a there was a genre of book during the late Middle Ages and early Renaissance called uh, Mirrors for Princes. And it was kind of self-help book that were written by theologians and, and other religious intellectuals for the nobility, trying to teach them how to be good rulers. Because the theory was if you had a, a good Christian ruler... Um, in charge of your your kingdom or whatever, then then that would take care of everything. That was the solution to political problems was you know uh, Christian morality. And so what Machiavelli is saying is, well, if you if you try to be a Christian ruler, you're just not going to survive for very long because he was he was a, a diplomat in Italy during this, you know the struggles between the the Medici's and the Borgias. So he saw how ruthless politics was at the time, and his his advice was, well, if you try to follow Christian morality, you're, you're basically just going to get killed quite early on. So he said, a ruler who's establishing a kingdom or a republic should be excused of his deeds, including violence, when the intention and the result are beneficial to him. Is that correct? Yes. So this is the famous ends justify the means 
um, argument that he makes. He never actually says ends justify the means, but that quote you just gave is, is as close as he gets to that. And so some people, even some people say, well, Machiavelli is just a, essentially an evil person because he's advising politicians on how to behave like that. And the other interpretation is that he's saying this is just how they behave. So when you are, when we're thinking about politics, we have to take into account that our, our politicians are going to carry on like this. So when did we decide that you cannot excuse a ruler of sins and crimes just because... And Machiavelli didn't say beneficial to society or the country, but beneficial to him. So, I mean, we've... People have always made moral judgments about their rulers. One of the reasons Machiavelli is so influential is because early liberal political theorists like Locke and Montesquieu are reading him and thinking, well, we need to build political systems that constrain rulers. Ah. Instead of saying we need to put the good people in charge and that'll solve everything, we need to build systems that mean the prince might be in charge, the Machiavellian leader might be in charge, so we need a democratic... Checks and balances. Checks and balances, separation of powers, democratic systems, so that you can get rid of bad rulers. And this is... Well, I thought it would be useful to talk about Machiavelli because it's election year, and people are often sometimes confused as to why politics is so adversarial when you see them in Parliament shouting each other and carrying on. And Machiavelli is the answer to that question. He says politicians you want them to be in ferocious competition you want them to be checking each other and replacing each other because if you if you don't have that then you will have a machiavellian leader rise to power and just dominate your society and your politics and so the check the adversarial system is seen as a check and a balance exactly yes and and politicians dislike it we've just had the valedictory speeches and and most politicians are kind of a, a lot of them are grumbling as they leave Parliament about how mean the media is and how predatory was the word that was used about kind of holding them to account. But that is the the media holding p- politicians to account as, as part of that liberal tradition of having um, checks and balances to to constrain the Machiavellian leader. Yeah. Do you think it's working? Well, it works pretty well. I mean, you know, we'll after we have our election, we'll be you know, reasonably sure that if we um, want to replace a government, then we can. And if we want to keep a government, then we can do that as well. Right. Would you describe Trump as Machiavellian? I think so. He's certainly, yeah, I think he's he's a pretty good example. Um, he's a political entrepreneur. Mach- Machiavelli um, thinks that successful politicians have a quality which he calls virtue, which doesn't mean that they're virtuous. It means that they can see opportunities arise and take them. Um, he, that's the one thing Machiavelli thinks that you really need to be able to do to succeed in politics. And Trump seems to be good at that. Even things that seem like a disaster can, for, for Trump, turn out to um, work out well for him. It's interesting because people have compared Trump to Berlusconi, who's the Italian... Yes. You know, the the I can't remember the is it Grand Figure, uh, the the big guy. You know, if you're rich and you strut and you yes. swagger around, then people think, whoa, he must be a good leader. There's there's a book by Stephen Greenblatt, who's a Shakespeare scholar, um, yeah. Shakespeare on tyranny, and because uh, Shakespeare was completely obsessed with Machiavelli, and he 
sort of takes us through figures like Richard III, and they're incredibly Trumpian and Berlusconian. And so Greenblatt argues this is, you know, he takes up the Machiavellian argument, this is just a person who shows up in politics. No matter what your system, you're going to have this kind of these aspiring authoritarians, these sort of swaggering proto-tyrants, and they're going to show up and try to take over. And so, again, that's that's why Machiavelli changes the question of what politics should be from who should rule to what your system should be to constrain potential authoritarian rulers. Is there any particular political stamp on a Machiavellian leader? I mean, right and left can lay claim to having a fair share of them. It can, and you can have. I mean, you can have Machiavellian rulers that are very successful rulers. One of the reasons Shakespeare is so obsessed with the subject is because he is he is ruled by a Machiavellian leader. He's ruled by Elizabeth I, and she's very you know frighteningly clever and very ruthless and very deadly. But she's also just quite a good person to to have in charge. She turns her kingdom into a world power. So, you know, the the Machiavellian leader doesn't have to be Trumpian, um, but they often are. And also. Time may make us think better of the Machiavellian leader because the benefits may accrue down the track and be recognised more down the track and the the eggs that got broken to make the omelette may yes. have disappeared. Well, that's certainly the case with Elizabeth, who sounds like she was quite a frightening person to yeah. be ruled by. There are spies and informants everywhere. But we everywhere. think she's a great guy Exactly. Now. So right. we've kind of polished her up for history. Excellent to talk to you. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Kim. Daniel McLaughlin talking about Machiavelli, um, whose name, of course, has become synonymous with the unscrupulous.